we have faced trials and tribulations that we could not make sense of. I'm t- I'm like I'm literally trying to think what type of sense was David making of the fact that the lion and a bear attacked the sheep. Like if any, if I was trying to make sense, I would maybe think that God is telling me that sheep we ain't supposed to be here no more because lions and bears are coming to attack us. So we need to walk the sheep somewhere else. But no, that wasn't what God was trying to say. God could be using these trials and tribulations as a lesson to you that once he delivers you from it, so you know that God is able to deliver me from such things. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Boy Confessions. I'm your host, Emanuel Heke. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking out the time, whether it's Monday morning or whether it's whatever morning or whatever night that you plan on listening, that you're listening right now to this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thank God for getting us to episode 82. Sheesh. Episode 82. I'm so thankful. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I'm sure many of us have experienced before is inspired by those moments when we are sat at a table. God has sat us at a table, but yet we still feel like we're not supposed to be there. We look to our left. We look to our right. We see all these people doing big things and we look at ourselves and it's like, mm, I don't know if I could keep up with these people. I don't know if I'm good enough to be in this space. Maybe you just got into a college that's predominantly, I know like a lot of people, a lot of black, a lot of us black people, um, we go to these PWIs and like we feel like we're not in the right place or, you know, it, it can happen anywhere. I think it's called imposter syndrome. But when I looked at imposter syndrome, the actual definition, it says it refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. But I want to talk about others perceive us to not be competent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like our imposter syndrome is triggered not just by our own insecurities, but by actually like people not believing in us and people like looking down on us. So I wanted to talk about that. I believe I've talked about it before. I've definitely talked about something in this realm before, but I really wanted to go at it with scripture um, because this is, you know, the scripture spoke to me um, this past week about this topic. So I really want to I really want to get into it. Um, but yeah, to really set the stage, you know, God sits us at tables in life, you know, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, um, we see that it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That's what the scripture says, right? So that means that when God created us, he created us in mind, knowing the things that we are going to go through. He created us in mind, having already had these good works for us to accomplish, for us to go through, like with Christ, right? Um, That are preordained. So, you know, that like, just when God sets us at a table, that should be enough for us to know, okay, I'm supposed to be here. But unfortunately, we allow these insecurities, we allow fear, we allow things that people say, try and stir us up, knock us off, whatever it might be. Um, So I want to talk to that. I want to talk to that today. Um, Really, I want you to understand that God has created you to go through, encounter things that you encounter, to sit you at the table that you're at. And if God has placed you, then, then you are indeed supposed to be there. But we're going to go to a story in the Bible, which... I'll be honest with you, you know, this 
I, I feel like it's interesting that I'm using this story, very popular, David and Goliath, to talk about this because I don't know, like, it's just kind of, it's not what I expected, but here we are. It's actually really hot in my room, so I have to get my sweat rag back. Ugh. So, um, just setting the stage once again, you know, from this passage that we're going to read in First Samuel chapter 17, um, verse 28, right? Um, children of Israel at war with the Philistines. Um, and Goliath comes out and he's issuing a challenge like, hey, we don't have to die. You send one of your men. I'm standing right here. We're going to tussle. You know, whoever wins, wins the entire war type of thing. And he's out here cursing God and all that different stuff. And it was just mad disrespectful. Um, and then... Until David hops on the scene, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be there. He was not a soldier. He was a shepherd boy. David, the shepherd boy, coming to give some snacks to his brothers sent by his dad. You know, he hears Goliath. Um, so he's on the scene now. And this is where this scripture is going to start. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 28. It says, And Eliab, his eldest brother, David's eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Iliab, when David spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou, why camest thou down hither? Why did you come here? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Megal was hearing when he's saying his word, and she's watching there. I pray, amen. We're going to keep on going in this passage, but I want to stop right there. All right? So we see here David has come on the scene. He did not come there to just watch any battle. As a scripture delineate, as, as a scripture says, he came there because his dad told him to give snacks to his brothers. But his older brother says something to him. Because remember, David is not a soldier. Says something to him. He said, why are you here? Almost to say, you don't belong here. Why are you here, David? Oh, I know why. It's because of your pride. In fact, shepherd boy, who did you leave to tend the sheep? That's what Eliab said to him. Let it also be known that Eliab could have very well been jealous because earlier we see by, by this time David had been anointed. Um, but while David, right before David was supposed to be anointed, God had told Samuel, the person who anointed uh, David to be king, that Eliab was not was was rejected that was not that was not god's choice so Eliab could have been going through some jealousy because he wasn't chosen king um but his little brother was but you know that's besides the point well it's not besides the point but <laughs> um we're gonna keep on going but Eliab says that to david he says why are you here and who's the person that's tending the sheep and that really stuck to me this time when i was reading it because I feel like that's kind of the thought process that we have when we feel like an imposter in certain spaces, right? I mean, David had logical reasons to feel like he was an imposter in that space. I mean, there's people that have been soldiers that have been raised to be soldiers all across that army in, on both sides, right? And he's a shepherd boy. So it even makes sense why someone would ask him, why are you here? Just like somebody may ask you or maybe nobody's asking you that. But when you're in the classroom or when you're in this space, when you're at that new job, when you just got that promotion, whatever it might be, your own thought process is asking you, why are you here? In fact, who's tending to those tasks that you're supposed to be, that you used to be doing? Who, who's tending the sheep, shepherd boy? What do you do when you hear those thoughts? What do you do? How do you combat those things? People's 
it, it can be people, it can be thoughts that make you feel like you're not supposed to be at the table that God literally sat you at. Because here's the thing, we know that David was supposed to be there because we know how this story ends, right? <laughs> but Iliad didn't know. But what do you do? God has set you at this table and everybody else is telling you, hey, 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 what are your thoughts process is telling you, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? But I want you to point, I want to point something out because at this point, you know, what David could have done is just be like, wow, like, you know what? I am the shepherd boy. And that's what a lot of us do. Wow, you know what? I don't have what it takes. You know what? I, I, I'm not smart like everybody else. You know what? Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't keep up with everybody else. You know, I'm going to go back. Okay, big brother. I'm going to go back. All right. Here's your snacks. This is why I was, I was sent here in the first place. Um, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not a soldier like you guys. I'm just a shepherd boy. I'm going to go back to the sheep. I'm going to run back to that. David could have done that. Mm. But it's like David knew. (laughs) David couldn't ignore the fact that he was hearing Goliath curse his God and he saw that no other man was rising up to the challenge. He couldn't just sit back. And let me tell you, if if David were to walk away, there's a couple things that would have happened. First thing, Goliath would have still been standing. That's pretty obvious. Another thing is, you know, because after David had killed Goliath, his name was spread through all of Israel. His name would have never been spread through all of Israel. And furthermore, I would say that he would have missed the first checkpoint. Missed the first checkpoint on his path to being king of Israel. Because this was the first checkpoint. I mean, he'd been anointed king. And then this is what happens next, right? (laughs) His name gets spread through all of Israel. And he starts to raise the ranks in the army and all that different stuff. And it started right here. Right here at this challenge. Right here at this table. But what if David said, you know what, Eliab, you know what, big brother, you're right. I'm not supposed to be seated at this seated at this table. I should leave. I want you to think about your own life. I want you to take the time to hear those thoughts that are telling you, what are you doing here? In fact, before you do that, I want you to sit down and be able to pray and be sure and know exactly, God, is this the place where I'm supposed to be? And God will show you. He will show you. One way or another, he will show you. I tell you, when I tell you, man, can I, can I just say, this isn't really about imposter, but it's like, I want, I just want to stop right here and just tell you, God speaks, you know, like, cause I always hear when people say, oh, well, how do you know that God wants this? How do you know God? God speaks? I promise you, God speaks. And you have to believe that you're going to hear his voice when you pray to him. That's the thing. He speaks. Did you know that there was a time? And I don't know if I told you guys this before. Did you know that there was a time when I was thinking to myself, You know, this podcast started a year after Unassociated started. And um, when I first started the podcast, like, it was cool. Like, you know, I loved it, of course. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, we still had the blog. We still had videos that we were making and stuff like that. And I started to think to myself, like, am I overextending myself with this podcast? Is this something that needs to happen? Like, maybe, like, I don't need to be doing this podcast or whatever it might be. This, this, This came. This was a real thought. Like, it was a genuine thought. It was probably, like, two, three months after 
maybe three, four months after I started the podcast, like maybe like I'm doing too much with this podcast. Maybe I'm trying to swallow the entire ocean and maybe I should just stick to these things right here. And there was a time, you know, I put it in God's hands. I put it in God's hands. Excuse me. And I prayed um, and I fasted. And in the span of 24 hours, two people, two people, this was not planned. This was not two people sporadically hit me and told me how much this podcast meant to them. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. And fast forward, what, like a year and a half later, um, here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Um, and I and I hear you guys telling me every week, every week, every week, every week, you know, this episode really helped. This episode really helped. Imagine that. Imagine that. Because if I didn't get those uh, those text messages, those calls, then there probably wouldn't be a church boy confessions of today. God speaks. Let me get back to this lesson, though. But the point I want to make is that those thoughts those those ideas and those people those words cuz it could be real people those words do not allow them don't allow them to make you miss to make you give up your own seat at the table that God has seated you at don't don't do that you will regret it for the rest of your life trust me you will you will indeed you will moving forward we're going to jump to verse 33, 1 Samuel 17, verse 33, because I want, to, I want to make another point. It says, and Saul said to David, Saul was the king of Israel at this time. He's on the battlefield. He's the leader of all of the army of, of Israel, all that different stuff at this time. So he says, Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against the Philistine. Goliath was the Philistine. Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Mm. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one, one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. May God bless hearing and reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. There's a lot there. We're going to start at verse 33, though, when Saul just told him straight up, straight up, you you are not able to go up against this Philistine because you're a youth. And he's been a man of war from his youth. Isn't it funny how those thoughts, those thoughts telling you that you're an imposter, that you're not good enough to be at this table? Isn't it funny how sometimes they can make really good sense? Isn't it funny how sometimes it seems like 
they are absolutely right because that reasoning and that logic is absolutely smart. But can I tell you, and I've said it a million times about how things don't need to make sense when we're talking about with God, because the thing is, when they do make sense, it's hard for God to, it's, how do you get glory? How does God get glory from things just making sense? Like how many things have made sense in your life and you remember to automatically give God glory to, right? Right? God likes those moments when things don't make sense, because <laughs> then when he shows up, you you can't you don't have any other explanation, uh, any other explanation at all, but to give God the glory. But I digress. I want to talk about David's response. You see, because some of us will hear those thoughts, you're not able to do it. And we'll be like, yeah, you know, but you're right. But David gave a response and he started talking about the lion and the bear attacking his sheep. Okay, shepherd boy. <laughs> the lion and the bear attacking his sheep. That's funny to me. <laughs> he said, but look at what God has delivered me from in the past. Mm. Surely he can deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Hmm. Hmm. You see, because although, you know, Saul made a lot of sense, right? Saul could only see David's appearance and see that you are young. You see, because as much sense that Saul made and as much sense as he thought that he was making, what he didn't see was the path that God had brought David through in the first place. Just like what other people may not see, the people that are counting you out, um, um, even those thoughts, those, those, those thoughts that are from evil spirits that are counting you out, they're disregarding or they just simply don't know the path that God has brought you through to ready you for this position. You know, that's why it's so it's so important to not be seeking validation from everything, to not be seeking encouragement from everything, because sometimes you will never find it from anybody, from anything, from anything, any situation. And you just have to know. By faith, that God, <laughs> that God, he's the one that has put you here. He's the one that has brought you to this place. Some people, they don't see. They could only see your appearance. They can only see. Maybe they're just going to judge you, judge that you're you're not competent. Based on the rumors that they've heard about you or whatever it might be. But what David said is, what you don't know, Mr. Saul, <laughs> what you don't know, King, is that this is not my first rodeo. I want to I want to attack this from a similar angle because it really touched me when when David started talking about this stuff, because I'm thinking this man, this man's sheep got attacked by a lion and a bear. OK, think about this for a second. Imagine you got attacked by a lion or a bear right now. And like, even though, even though you killed him, right? You're probably thinking like, dang, God, like, can you maybe make sure that lions and bears don't attack my sheep? Like, is that okay? And you might be really frustrated with God for me. Like, do you think David was happy to see that the lion was attacking the sheep? 
or that a bear was trying to attack the sheep. Do you think David was happy in those moments? Just like, and I'm thinking to myself, because it's like, in these moments where we're getting, you know, we're, we're facing these tri- trials and tribulations, things that are coming to attack us, we might be thinking like, dang, like, God, why are you letting this happen? But did David know that some time later that this was going to be what he can recall that God has delivered him from so he can have confidence to know that God will deliver him from the Philistine? Did you know that the things that you're going through right now, God's going to deliver you from it? And he's going to deliver deliver you from it so then you can know that whatever you face next, because he delivered you from that, he can surely deliver you from this also. In fact, you can be confident that he's going to deliver you from this situation that you're currently in right now because I need you to think back to those times back in the past of things that God has delivered you from also. Can we finally take into account the undefeated record that God has? And delivering his children one way or the other, one way or the other, of giving us a happy ending one way or the other. I'm talking even in death because we get to be with our Lord and Savior for eternity one way or the other. Can we talk about that? We have faced... We have faced trials and tribulations that we could not make sense of. I'm, t- I'm like, I'm literally trying to think what type of sense was David making of the fact that the lion and a bear attacked his sheep. Like, if any, if I was trying to make sense, I would maybe think that God is telling me that sheep, we ain't supposed to be here no more because lions and bears are coming to attack us. So we need to walk the sheep somewhere else. But no, that wasn't what God was trying to say. God could be using these trials and tribulations as a lesson to you that once he delivers you from it, so you know that God is able to deliver me from such things. Man, that's why testimonies are so important. You got to hold tight to them testimonies. Tuck them away. Tuck them away. But ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know, I want you to be confident. When God has called you to sit at that table, man, I'm talking, spread them legs out a little bit and get comfortable. Get comfortable. Because if there's anybody at that table who should know that they're supposed to be there, it's you because you were placed there. Have that confidence. Can can a non-believer look at you? And see that, oh, okay, he's confident because he believes that God is on his side. He's, she's confident because she believes that, that God has placed her here. Can an unbeliever look at you? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Heavenly Father, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this message. Take glory, honor, and praise, O God, and I pray that you touch every heart that's listening, every heart that's watching, O God, that you help them and build them 
Build them up, Father God. Help them to know you and trust you more, Lord God, so that when you place them in a room, when you place them at a table, Father God, they are comfortable. Father God, they 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 are there, Lord Jesus, and they are confident, oh God, not because of their own skill set, Father, not because they got it going on, God, but simply because you are our validation. You are our everything, Lord Jesus. And who's there to counsel you, Father God? When you make a decision, Father God, that means it's the best decision, oh God. Thank you, Father. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be so confident in you that we're confident with whatever you make us do or you want us to do, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. I pray that you guys have an amazing week. Um, if you love this episode and you know somebody who needs to hear this episode, please, please, please do them the justice of sharing it with them. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with the friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Board Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.